All right, well, good morning, everyone. Um, as Jonathan said, started uh, last week, did an intro uh, to the, the attributes of, of God, and uh, it's been on my heart for a while to uh, come in and encourage and, and talk about this, um, uh, just because really a lot of it comes down to, I think is summed up in the quote that I shared last week from A.W. Tozer, and I think maybe I have it, uh, we might have it here, uh, where he says that what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Um, last week shared example of uh, a common cult that a lot of us are familiar with and how they will talk about Jesus and the Bible and the cross and crucifixion and resurrection, but have very, very different idea of who God is. Um, but I also wanted to clarify that we're not just talking about Christianity versus the cults when we're talking about what we think about God and how important it is. Um, probably in the United States today, I would imagine that the most predominant view of God is a deistic idea. I think still some 90% of people in the United States claim to believe in God, but for most people, that's the idea that God created the world and created everything and then kind of sat down and doesn't interact. Maybe here and there he answers a prayer, but for the most part, God is uninvolved. I think that's probably the predominant view of uh, the United States as a whole when it comes to who who God is. So. What comes into our minds when we think about God is, uh, is uh, very, very important. Um, has anyone ever done that thing where you have a conversation with, with another person, but that conversation happens in your head? And so you think, I would say this, and then they would say this, and then I would say this, and then they would say this. And some of you are saying yes. Others who maybe are more functional than I am are saying no, never done that before. Um, so... What's interesting, maybe you guys have had this experience, you plan out this whole conversation in your head and you know this person pretty well, so you know how they're gonna respond. And then anyone ever actually had that conversation with them in person and realize it very rarely ever goes how we thought it was going to go. Uh, so with people, even people we know really, really well, we can start to think inaccurately about who they are, right? Especially the more distant we get from people, we can start to think wrongly about them um, and have inaccurate ideas about who they are. If we can do that with people whom we see, I think we can definitely do that with God whom we do not see. And so again, coming back to what we think about God, um, making sure that as much as it is possible that we are thinking accurately of who he is. So um, last week, again, talked about the quotes and uh, talked about the idea of um, cults. Today, really, we're jumping into the question, what is God like? What is God like? What are his attributes? And there are so many directions we could go with this. Um, do we start with the more fun attributes like mercy and grace and his kindness? Uh, do we start with the more hard to understand attributes like the omnipresence and the omnipotence and those other big fancy words? Um, as I thought through this and was listening to a podcast this week, uh, I wanted to start with the name of God. Because when we're getting to know someone, that's where we start, right? The first thing you start with is what is your name? And so we can learn a great deal about who God is by looking at the name of God. Um, God is a title. God is not a name, right? Just as husband is a title for me, but I don't go to people and say, hi, I'm husband, right? Or hi, I'm father. Hi, I'm training supervisor at HeartSpring. Those are all titles for me, and they tell you things about me, but that's not my name. Um, 
So the name of God. Anyone remember the iconic story where God first reveals his name? Old Testament? Burning bush, there it is, yeah, the burning bush. Uh, so Exodus, uh, Exodus chapter three, if you want to turn there, not gonna read the whole chapter, I do have a few of the verses um, up here on the screen, I think. Um, you guys know the story. Moses is out with the flock, with his, uh, with his sheep. He sees this bush burning and he goes to check it out and realizes this bush just keeps burning and burning and burning and burning and doesn't get consumed. And so it says he goes to see what this great sight was about. And that's where God shows up, says, Moses, Moses, Moses says, here I am. Um, and they have this interaction where God tells him, I've heard the cry of my people in Egypt. I want you to go to Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let my people go and lead them to the promised land. And Moses argues with God, as many of us and many of those Old Testament uh, wonderful individuals do, didn't like the idea of what God was saying. And so picking up in verse um, 13, Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, the Lord the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Where is God's name in this story? What's God's name? I heard Yahweh, but we don't see that, do we, right? We don't see Yahweh in our text. Anyone's text there say Yahweh? It doesn't, but what you do see is the uppercase Lord, L-O-R-D. And uh, many of you are familiar with this, but any time in the Old Testament where you see L-O-R-D in all capital, the authors are giving us a hint there that there's something going on. And L-O-R-D, all capital, is the name of God. That's Yahweh. And there's a lot of kind of interesting things that happened over time with Jehovah and Yahweh and the different titles and names there. But really, the Hebrew name there is, is Yahweh. And I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, by the way, Dick, my might be able to correct me on that, but I think Yahweh's pretty close from what I've, what I've heard uh, from, from others and from studying this out. So with the, the phrase, I am who I am, is the Hebrew eh, yeah, which would mean I will be or, or I am. Um, it wouldn't make sense. Today, we are common with calling God the great I am, right? We sang about that this morning, the great I am. And so for us to talk about him as the I am, it's common for us. When God first reveals his name uh, back uh, to Moses here, for Moses to go and say, hey, I am sent me to you, that would be weird. Like, wait, you are sent you to me? What? Like, how does that work? And so Yahweh uh, is the same idea as I will be or I am, except for it's he will be or he is or he exists. So there's a great deal that we can learn about a person through their name. The name Yahweh, really a couple of different ways you can look at this, again, without getting too deep into this. I am who I am, or I will be who I will be. Um, I heard one guy uh, recently who knows Hebrew pretty well saying that he, the idea really is that God is saying, I am and I will continue to be what I am and will forever be. 
And so he is who he is. The whole purpose here is that when God reveals himself to Moses and tells Moses his name, he doesn't say, I'm like this, or when you think of me, think of me the way that you think of this. God makes himself known simply by saying, I am who I am. He refers back to himself. God defines all that he is by simply referring to himself. There's nothing near enough to God for him to say, I am like this, or think of me how you would think of this. Yahweh is not exactly like anything or anyone. There is no thing, there is no one else to compare him to. And so the first attribute really that I'm highlighting this morning is that God is incomparable. You can't compare him with anyone or anything. He is distinct. Everything in uh, existence today, um, God is distinct from all of the created things. So when you're talking about anything else in creation, we can make comparisons, right? And we can compare ourselves to uh, other things, other created things in in, uh, the universe. God is And God is the only one who is like him because he exists outside of everything else. And so this might sound a little bit like philosophical and theological rambling, like what's the point? Uh, But but I think there's something for us to get here because God reveals his name and says, remember me by this name throughout all generations. You should remember me by this name. I am who I am. So we have to grapple with this, we have to think through this, and sometimes it's hard to understand all that's happening, but it is important for us, again, to to wrestle with. A few verses I have from um, uh, Isaiah and then one from Psalms. Isaiah 40, 18, to whom then will you liken God, or what likeness compare with him? To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One? To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be alike? For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. And then the Psalm 89.6, for who, is it, who in the skies can be compared to the Lord, all caps, or Yahweh? Who among the heavenly beings is like Yahweh? He is who he is, and he defines all that he is. This means that whatever attributes he displays, whether it's mercy, grace, justice, he is the perfect embodiment of that attribute. How he acts is what defines those attributes. So I may choose to act mercifully. I may choose to to show mercy to another person. When I'm doing that as Shem, I am bringing my life into agreement with something that exists outside of me, right? Mercy. If I were to die today, mercy would not stop being a thing, right? So I bring my life into agreement. I show mercy. What people are, we are sometimes, right? Maybe my wife before we got married, thought that I was this great, wonderful, merciful, kind individual. And now after eight years, she's like, well, sometimes he is, but sometimes not as much, right? This is what people are. We are sometimes what God is. He has always been and will always be forever. So we can't always count on people to get the same result. We can always count on God to be the same as who he is because he does not change. Um, couple, couple final things here. Um, when God acts with mercy, he is simply being himself because he is and defines 
all that he is. That's the idea of I am who I am. There's nothing to compare him to. When God shows mercy or kindness or grace, he's not bringing himself into agreement with something that exists outside of him, right? Mercy, grace, all of those come from God. If there were no God, there would be no such thing as mercy or grace or kindness or the attributes that we're going to continue to talk about in the upcoming weeks. Final uh, quote here from A.W. Tozer. He says, an attribute of God is whatever God has in any way revealed as being true of himself. Attributes are what we know to be true of God. He does not possess them as qualities. They are how God is as he reveals himself to his creatures. Love, for instance, is not something God has and which may grow or diminish or cease to be. His love is the way God is. And when he loves, he is simply being himself. So I'm just gonna pray uh, real quick here. God, we do thank you. Thank you for who you are. Um, Yahweh, who you've revealed yourself to be. God, uh, I do not even come close to fully understanding what all this means, but I know that you are incomparable, Lord, and I know it's important for us as your church to never compare you or think of you as another God or differently, um, but to, to think of you as close to who you are as possible. So in Jesus' name, we pray that you continue to give us revelation in the knowledge of who you are the knowledge of your worth, what are you like, God, that we would think accurately about who you are and from that place live lives that are fully pleasing to you.